Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey everybody, we are so glad that you are tuned in with us today. I hope that you've enjoyed service so far already. It's been absolutely incredible. Worship was awesome. I love our team and we're glad that you're with us today on this Sunday. It's going to be an incredible, incredible time together. My name is Alex. One more time in case you didn't know, me and my wife Diana are the lead pastors of Calvary Church and we have different locations in our Miami area. We have one in Kendall, one in Wynwood, and one in West Kendall. But we're glad that we at least can connect for now through this. And so thank you for tuning in. I want to let you know that we love you. We've been praying for you. I pray that you've been safe. I pray that you would know that God is for you and with you. And I really do believe that no matter what may be going on on the outside, he's a faithful God that's with you inside and he's for you. He's by your side. He loves you so, so much. We've actually been going through this series on the book of Daniel that I've been so pumped about. It's been actually incredible. And so many of us are reading through the book of Daniel, especially through our connect groups, breaking it down. So make sure you jump on one. Connect groups are the best. Come on, make some noise for your connect group right there in the chats. They've been absolutely amazing. So make sure you join one. We're talking through Zoom and different platforms. So I want you to get involved in one. But this is our third week in the book of Daniel, Daniel part three. And I think today is going to be awesome. It's going to be super uh, Uh, interesting for us as we look at things that happened in Daniel's life, his friend's life, and how it can add value and help us in our journey today. So I want you to go to your Bibles, go to the book of Daniel chapter three, go to Daniel chapter three. We're going to be reading in Daniel chapter three. I'm going to read a couple verses from there. We'll break it down, talk about it for a little bit, then we'll pray. And I'll pray that you have an incredible rest of your day. Go to Daniel chapter three. Come on. If you're quarantining with some family or friends, smile at them. Tell them that they look good today. Come on, look at your neighbor. Look at the person on your right or to your left. Maybe you're sipping some coffee. You're still in your pajamas. It don't matter. Tell them that they look good. Tell them that you're glad that you're with them. Come on, tell somebody in the chats that you're glad that they're there with us today. Daniel chapter three. We love you guys and we miss you so, so much. And uh, hopefully soon we'll be able to see each other and hug and high five. Daniel chapter three. Today we're gonna we're gonna pick it up at a part where Daniel is not in this chapter, but we're gonna see an episode of something that happened in his friend's life. Remember, Daniel is in Babylon with three friends. They're in exile. They're away from Jerusalem. They actually had been taken as captives, as prisoners of war to Babylon, which is modern day Iraq. The Babylonian Empire was the empire of the time, and they had gone into Jerusalem, besieged the city, taken Daniel and his friends over to Babylon. Chapter 3, it's something that happened in his friend's life. And so we're going to pick it up there. The king, he had built this statue, and he wanted everyone to bow down to this statue in chapter 3. We're going to pick it up there and see what happens when his friends decide not to bow. I think it's going to be amazing. Daniel chapter 3, we're going to begin to read in verse 16. Go down to verse 16. If you're ready, let me know you're ready. Come on, right there in the chats. Let me know you're ready. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from us, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual, and he commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. Verse 21, it says, So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing fire. The king command was so urgent that the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement, and he asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, well, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Come on, somebody. That's some good reading right there. We're going to stop right there for today, uh, reading in scripture. And I want to talk to you out of those few verses. I want to talk to you out of those verses. And I hope that today it will help us wherever we are. If you're taking those, if you're there at home, or maybe you're still in your office, you're working, and maybe you got a notepad somewhere. I want you to write this down. Today, I want, I've titled this message, and I want to talk to you from this title, Perseverance in the Fire. Come on. Perseverance in the Fire. Let's talk about that for a little bit. And then uh, we'll have an incredible rest of our day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you, God, for connecting us through technology. I thank you for every person watching. God, speak to us today through the book of Daniel. God, that today our hearts would be encouraged. Our lives would be uplifted. God, that you would open up our eyes to see your goodness and your grace. Thank you for loving people like us. We love you so, so much. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. As I was reading Daniel, we actually put a tagline on this series, standing in a world that is falling, standing in a world that is falling. I was thinking about standing, standing. We, we stand all the time. We stand when we go and have to make a line at the bank. We stand at the grocery stores, especially now more than ever. Have you ever had to stand in one of those extra long lines at theme parks because you're trying to get on this one rock to stand? We've had to stand throughout our whole lives. But, but have you ever decided not to stand? Like, no, I'm not going to stand in this part. Uh, recently, we went to Home Depot, me and my wife, we went to Home Depot to buy some stuff that we needed for the house. And when we pulled up to Home Depot, there was this long line. I'm talking about like this extremely long line going all the way down the parking lot. And I remember saying, no, I'm not going to stand in that line. Like that is a long line to stand in. I, I didn't want to stand. Have you ever said, I'm not standing? I remember a few years ago, I, actually, I was actually doing CrossFit for a few months. I know you can tell, but I was doing CrossFit for a few months and CrossFit is absolutely crazy. And I remember this one workout they made us do. It was absolutely ungodly. I, after about an hour and 15 minutes, I was done. I was drenched in sweat. I was tired. I couldn't stand anymore. And I'm ready to go to my car. And as I'm walking, they said, hey, before this is over, before we all go home, let's go to the parking lot. And let's do some power sleds. Now, if you don't know what power sleds are, they're these uh, iron bars and it looks like a sled. They put massive amounts of weight on it and you're supposed to push this thing down the parking lot. Can I tell you, I said, nope, I'm not going to stand for this one. I'm gonna sit this one out, guys. I am going to sit this one out because sometimes it is way easier and way more comfortable to sit down than to stand up. 
it is more comfortable and easier to sit down than to stand up. I started thinking about that because I think the same thing happens in our spiritual life, especially when it comes to our convictions, our morals, our values, what we believe. Sometimes it is easier to sit down than to stand up. Oh, the whole world around us is beginning to sit down. The world is falling. The world decides to sit down on some convictions, on some morals. And I wonder if we say, well, you know what? I think, I think I'm going to sit this one down as well. Well, everyone's speaking out of fear, so I might as well jump in that convo too. I don't want to be the odd one standing out. Everyone is panicking, so I guess I might be too. Everyone is lowering their values, so I think that I should as well. And the truth is that sometimes it is easier to give up in fear than to stand up in faith. Come on, sometimes it is easier to give up in fear and say, I'm not going to stand because our faith is wavering because we don't want to be the odd one out. So I'm going to sit down like everybody else. I'm going to lower my values. I'm going to give up on some of my convictions. I'd rather sit this one out than to be the odd one. Come on, I wonder if some of us can stand up even when the whole world is sitting down. Can we stand? Like I've been even asking myself this question. Can I stand even if I'm standing out? Can I stand even if I'm the only one? And the truth is that fear will get us to bow when faith gets us to stand. So many Christians nowadays we're moving in fear. Like we're, we're afraid. Like, have you heard the news? Oh my God, this and this is going on. Yes, I've heard the news. Oh my God, do you know what's happening? Is it the end of time? Are we living in the last days? And so many people are ru running around panicking, putting up Facebook posts full of fear, tweeting out of fear, putting up these posts out of fear. Can I tell you, those of us who believe in Jesus, this is not the time for us to sit down in fear. This is the time for us to stand up in faith and say, wait, I know who I'm standing on. I'm, still on the, I'm standing on the rock that is Jesus. I'm standing on the rock of ages. I'm not going to bow down in fear but the world will want us to bow down in fear to speak a different way to think a different way to give up on our convictions to give up on our morals we got to say no i'm not going to sit down like that i am not going to sit down on my morals and my convictions i'm not going to panic like everybody else i'm not going to bow down in fear i'm going to stand up in faith come on if you're with me somebody put that calvary clap emoji somebody put some fire emojis come on we got to be people that stand in faith no, I'm not going to speak that way. I'm going to stand because I believe that my God, he's a healer. No, I'm not going to give in to panic. I'm going to stand up and believe that my God gives divine protection. No, I'm not going to live that way. I'm actually going to stand for purity and holiness in the way that I live and the way that I carry myself. I'm not going to sit down even when it gets hot, even when we're in the fire, even when we're in the test. Come on, can we stand even in the fire? Can you stand? Can we stand? Can we be people of God that stand even when it gets hot? And here's what I believe. Faith in the fire produces fire for our faith. Faith in the fire produces fire for our faith. Come on, when you can stand even when the whole world is against you, when you can stand, even when things are not going your way, it just does something to your faith. Perseverance does something to our life that I believe builds our faith accelerates our faith. And I wonder if we can be people of God that can stand right now. We can stand. And we say, we're not going to be people that sit. Even if it gets hot, even if I'm in the fire, even if I'm in the test, I'm standing. I'm standing. 
to stand. D Daniel chapter 3, what a story. Daniel's not seen in this chapter, but you got to go back and read the whole chapter. It's absolutely incredible. Daniel probably is somewhere in the palace. Remember, he got actually promoted by the king and the king's officials. But now we see his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is the chapter about them. It looks like the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, had built this statue. The Bible says that the statue is 90 feet tall. This is a huge statue made out of gold. And the Bible tells us in chapter 3 that every single time music was played, everybody had to bow to this statue. You had to bow down to this statue and you had to worship this statue. In fact, many commentators believe that the statue was probably a representation or a symbolic representation of King Nebuchadnezzar. In other words, he made a statue that looked like him, which actually reflects a lot of what's going on in today's world. It's the worship of humanism. It's the worship of self. It's the worship of celebrities. That's what the world wants us to do today, for us to idolize men and women and for us to idolize what man can do. Can I tell you, the only one that's worthy of worship is God and God himself. And so many times people will come around and say, there is no God. I don't know how you worship God. God's not real or, or God's not who you think he is. And they want us to worship the human mind instead of worshiping the God who created the human mind. And so here, King Nebuchadnezzar is like, nah, I'm the only one that you can worship. And so chapter three says, every time you hear this music start playing, everybody has to bow down and worship the statue. You got to bow down and worship the statue. Now, now Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like Daniel, they are men of God who are strong in their convictions, strong in their values, and they say, we will not bow down to a statue because we only worship one God. Come on, that's some boldness. Come on, that's some faith. And so the music begins to play. They don't bow down. Some of the king's officials see them not bowing down, and they go and tell the king. The king calls them forward, and he starts to tell them, I'm going to throw you in the fire if you don't bow down. I don't know about you, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they give me faith. They encourage me to be like that. That even when the whole world wants me to bow down on some conviction, oh, come on, everybody's doing it. Oh, come on, everybody's living this way. Oh, why can't you accept it? Oh, why can't you live like this? That I will be able to stand like a man of God. Can we stand? Like, it's not, it's not easy. Sometimes it's easier to bow down, to sit out. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had, they had this interesting conversation with the king. You got to read it. And they said, hey, we're, we're not going to bow down. Uh, king, uh, I thank you for everything. Uh, I appreciate what you're doing, but, but we're not going to bow down to the statue. There's a God that we serve. And we believe that even if you throw us into the fire, um, our God, he can deliver us. And he will deliver us. And even if he does not, we're not bowing down. I love that. He can, he will, but even if he does not. Come on, that's some faith. He can, he will, but even if he does not, we're not bowing down. Do we have faith like that? Like, a lot of us think he can, but do we have faith that he will? There's a big difference. I believe God is a healer, but it's different to say he will heal me. Oh, I believe that God is a provider. It's different when you say he will provide for me. Oh, I believe that God is good, and I believe that he's a, a freedom giver. It's different to know that he will free me. Here they say, no, not only do we know this, we know that he will do it. And then they add a third part. Even if he does not, we're not bowing down. 
Come on, that's the kind of faith I want us to have. That's the kind of faith I want to have in my life. That even if God does not answer my prayer request the way I want, I can still stand, I can still worship, and I can still give him the glory. You, you read the story, right? It says, and the king gets upset and throws him into the fire. The fire is so hot that the soldiers that take him up, they get burned up too. They tie down Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They tie them up together and they throw them into the fire. Here, their faith was going to be tested. And I love what Warren Wearsby says. He says this, the devil tempts us to destroy our faith, but God, he tests us to develop our faith because a faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted. A faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted. Can your faith be trusted? Has your faith gone through some difficult nights? Have you gone through some dark nights and some dark moments? And you're able to stand and say, even if God does not come through for me, I'm going to stand. Even if there is no way out, I will still praise him. Even if he doesn't heal me, even if he doesn't provide for me, come on, even if I don't see his hand in this situation, I know who I believe in and my allegiance to him does not come because of what he can do, but because of what he already did at the cross of Calvary. Come on, somebody, I'm going to stand even if he doesn't do this because of faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted. And it says they, they threw them into the fire. Here their faith was getting tested. Now, a lot of us, we don't like fires. We don't like to go through fires. We don't like to go through tests. I'm going to finish up really quick with three quick things that the fire comes to do in our life. Like when our faith is tested, when we don't bow down and we're the odd ones standing out, even when everybody else is falling, standing in a world that's falling, what, what does this fire do in our lives? I'd like to finish with these three quick things, and hopefully this will encourage us and help us today. Number one, a fire comes because in our lives, our lives are purified. Lives are purified in the fire. Look what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 48, verse 10. It says, behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tried you in the furnace of affliction. In other words, sometimes what we go through is what God uses to get to us. Sometimes we don't like going through the test of fire. Sometimes we're saying, God cannot avoid this, but let me tell you what you avoid, then something will be missing from your life. What we avoid, you're missing out a step in your life for your faith to get tested, for your faith to mature. What you avoid right there, you are missing out on some perseverance that the fire comes to provide in your life. Are you avoiding a step in your life because you don't want to go through the fire? I want to avoid the fire. I want to avoid the test, but it's that thing that you're avoiding that comes to build you up. In the fire, our lives are purified. Our lives are purified. I remember being a young kid, I mean, maybe three, four, five, six years old. And my father, I grew up with a Hispanic father. Those of you with a Hispanic father, maybe you went through something like this. My father, he, he literally used to grab us as kids and throw us out in the ocean. Like there, no floaties, no nothing, just throw us out into the ocean. We had to learn how to swim. Now, I don't know if that was legal. I don't know if that was right. But this is the way our father taught us how to swim. Now, now, if we didn't go through that, we probably would not have learned how to swim sooner or better. 
Like, in other words, he's like, you're going to learn how to swim. I'm going to teach you not to be afraid of the waves. I'm going to teach you not to be afraid of this water. I'm going to teach you that I'm right here. And even if you need some help, I'll come in and help you. But I need you to swim. And so he used to throw us into the ocean. No floaties. Can I tell you, this thing came to make us better. This thing came to teach us, hey, you don't need this, right? Can I tell you, there's some fires that come into our life to teach us. You don't need no floaties. You don't need that fear in your life. You don't need that thing that you're attached to. Some fires come into your life to purify you out of the things that you're still attached to. Come on, God wants to loose you. God wants you to break free out of some things. And it's only the fires that come to break those chains. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're going bound up and tied up into the fire. It said they had tied them down. And all of a sudden, when King Nebuchadnezzar looks in, it says they had broken loose. The fire burned everything except them. It burned off the ropes. It burned off the way they had tied them down, but it didn't burn them. The fire comes to break some things loose off of our lives because it comes to purify. I wonder what things God wants to break off in your life. Maybe there's some fears. Maybe there's some addictions. Maybe there's some habits that the fire wants to come. And you're going to go through some tests. While you're standing, you're going through the test, but it's purifying your life. It's burning off that rope that's tying you down. Is burning off that chain that keeps you attached. Today, there's somebody watching. You're going through a test. Let that test produce some perseverance in you because it's going to break off some things in your life that you don't need. Come on, I wonder what we're going through today that you're saying, I need this thing to break off of me. God wants you to go through this test so that you can see you're better without this. I'll never forget when my aunt passed away. I was a pretty young guy and I was late in my teens already and my aunt passed away, and when she passed away, I, all of a sudden, I developed this fear of death, and I was so afraid of dying, and I remember, like, thinking, God, why, why didn't you heal her? Why are you letting my family go through this? And all of a sudden, am I next? And, and I had this fear of dying. Can I tell you, that was a test for me. I had never really lost anybody close to me, and now he, this is my first time walking through this, and it's when I walked through that that I learned that to live is Christ and to die is gain. I learned through the valley. I learned through those dark moments. I was bound by this thing. And in that darkness, he met me. And in that darkness, he freed me. The fire comes to purify our lives. Our lives are purified in the fire. Today, he wants to purify you of something that may be weighing you down. Number two, the fire has not only come to purify our lives, but the fire also comes to let us know that help is present even in the fire. Come on. Help is present even in the fire. See, the fire is a refiner and it refines our life, but the fire is also a revealer and it reveals who's with us in the fire. Come on. See, the fire, I love it that when they get thrown into the fire, someone doesn't just show up. It's the one that shows up. See, a real good friend is not the ones that show up in the good times. A good friend is the one that shows up in the middle of the fire. See, I love what the Bible says in Psalm chapter 46, verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Come on. He's a very present help in trouble. I love that we have a God that shows up not only in the good times, but he shows up in the bad times. God uses the fires of life to reveal to us who are the friends in our life.
He uses the fires of life to reveal to us who are the friends in our life. You're going through a test today. You're going through a fire. Look around you. You're going to see who your true friends are. And the Bible says that there's one friend that sticks closer to a brother. Come on. His name is Jesus. Is anybody glad that we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother? His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's been by my side and he promised to never leave me, never forsake me. I may be without money, but he's with me. I may be losing my health, but he's with me. I may have lost some family, but he's with me. I may have lost some relationships, but I have Jesus, the friend that sticks closer than a brother, and he's an ever-present help in trouble. Come on, somebody. Why don't you give God some praise right there where you're at? Come on, somebody. Give God a big, big hand right there in your living room and tell him, I'm glad that I have the friend that sticks closer than a brother, even when I'm with the fire. Come on, even when I'm in the fire, he's with me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they get thrown into the fire. And when they're in their fire, they're being purified off the things that were holding them down. And all of a sudden, they look around and they see the one that's with them. King Nebuchadnezzar couldn't believe it. He looks in the fire and he says, didn't we throw three men in there? They're like, yeah, we threw three. He goes, well, now, now there's four. And the fourth one looks like a son of the gods. Because Jesus, he shows up in the fire. I believe that here we saw was called the pre pre-incarnate Jesus, right? In the Old Testament, we see Jesus show up several times before he came down to earth. And here we see Jesus in the fiery furnace. Here we see Jesus standing with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Jesus, he'll show up. What are you going through right now? Can I tell you? The fire comes to show you that help is present. The fire comes to show you that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. See, I love this. God reveals his power in many places, but it's in the fire where you'll feel his presence. Maybe today you're going through a test. Maybe today you're going through the fire. Can I tell you? You'll feel his presence there in the fire. Look around. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Come on, our lives are purified. We'll see the help is present. And I'll finish with this, number three. In the fire, it's where our faith is proclaimed. It's where our faith is is proclaimed. I start off by saying that our faith in the fire is what adds fire to our faith. And I really believe that. That when the people of God, when we go through the fire and we're able to persevere in the fire, there's something about that that proclaims our faith to the people around us. All of a sudden, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're in this furnace. Here they're supposed to be dying, burned alive. Yet King Nebuchadnezzar looks and said, there's a fourth one. I don't know who these guys worship, but whoever they worship, we all need to worship that God. Because he saved them, he protected them, he went before them, came behind them, surrounded them. That's the true God. We need to worship that God. Can I tell you, through this pandemic, through the fear, through the pandemonium, through the panic, come on, when we stand in the fire with faith, it, God will use it as a proclamation of who he is. And people will look at your life and my life and say, whoa, they're so full of peace. Look at them. They've lost their job, but still he's provided for them. And they'll say, I don't know who that God is. I don't know who they serve. But that's the God I should worship. That's the God I should look after. That's the God I should tune into because he's kept them even when they've gone through the fire. I love that. Look what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 43. This is a promise for us. Isaiah chapter 43 verses 2 through 3. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. 
And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You will not be burned. He's with you. Today, you may be going through a test of your faith. Today, you may be going through it. But a faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted. Today, can we have perseverance in the fire? Perhaps you're watching, you're like, Alex, I'm going through the fire. I'm going through it. I'm right in the middle of it. Well, it comes so that our lives may be purified. It comes into our lives so that we know that help is present. And it comes so that our faith is proclaimed. Keep standing. He's with you. You also have a community of people here at Calvary that love you. And we're going to stand with you as well. Finish with this last verse and then we'll pray. Second, First Peter chapter 1, verse 7. It says, these trials, they will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire. As fire is tested and it purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. When your faith remains strong through these many trials, it will bring much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. It proclaims. Our faith is proclaimed when we stand in the fire. Perhaps today you're going through the fire. I want to pray for you. Wherever you're at, wherever you're watching, I would love to pray for you right there where you're at. Maybe you're watching, you say, Alex, that's great. I'm glad for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but I feel so far from God. I want everybody to pay attention right now. It doesn't matter where you're at, in your living room, there at home, or in your office. Maybe today you're watching, you say, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. And I don't even know if God wants anything to do with me. I want to tell you today, he wants everything to do with you. He loves you so, so much. The Bible says that all of us were sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We've all done wrong. Perhaps you're watching and you're saying, Alex, but I've done stuff that nobody knows about. My family doesn't know it. My spouse don't know it. Nobody knows. But I want to tell you today, God knows and he loves you still. He loves you so, so much. We're all sinners. We've all done. There's not one perfect person in this place. None of us have done everything right. We've all failed. Sin separates us from God. But the Bible says that God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus came and the Bible says that he carried my sins. He carried your sins. He carried all of our guilt, all of our shame, all of our mistakes. Jesus carried them on his shoulders. And the Bible says that he went up on a cross. And there on that cross, he died for me and he died for you. Listen, wherever you're watching today, Jesus died for your sins. All those mistakes, all that guilt, all that shame. Maybe you're watching, you say, Alex, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't want to keep living this way. I've made way too many mistakes. Jesus, he paid the price for sin. The Bible says that sin has a heavy price. And the price of sin is death. And Jesus says, I'll die for you so you won't have to die. Jesus died on that cross. It says once he died, they brought him down. They put him in a grave. He was in a tomb for three days. But after three days, Jesus, he resurrected. The Bible says that Jesus is alive. That's why we celebrate. That's why we have hope. Because we believe that Jesus, he's alive. He's paid for my sins. How, Alex, what do I do so I get saved? What do I do so I can start a brand new life? What do I do to receive this forgiveness? The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10 that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. I would love to lead you in that prayer. If you're watching today and you say, Alex, I want to start a relationship with God. If you're watching today and you say, Alex, I need forgiveness for my sins. I want a brand new beginning. I want to start brand new right there in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever you're at. I would love to pray for you. Today, if you're watching, you're saying, I need that relationship with God. I want to start brand new. 
I want you to say this prayer with me right there. Repeat this prayer after me out loud. Come on, let's pray together. Say this. Say, Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Come on, say, Jesus, I believe you're the son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, I am healed, I'm saved, and I'm forgiven. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on. Come on, somebody, clap for every single person that made that decision today. If you made that decision, we want to congratulate you on making the best decision of your life. A whole bunch of us made that decision, some of us a couple years ago, some of us years ago, but we're all on a journey after God together, and we would love, love to contact you, and we would love to send you a free Bible. So if you made that decision today, you can text the word DECIDED to 33222, and we'll make sure to send you a Bible. We love you so much. want to let you know that Calvary Church, we're here for you. We love you. We want to stand with you, even though the whole world may be falling. We'll stand with you. We got you. We love you. And we're glad that you tuned in today. The rest of us, come on, let's be people that allow the fires of life, the test of life to purify us, to show us that he's our ever-present help in time of trouble, and to show us that in the fire, our faith is proclaimed. Come on, somebody. I'm excited. doesn't matter what the times may look like. We stand in faith, and we stand knowing what he does in these fires. So I'm going to pray for all of us one last time. And then we're going to have an incredible rest of our day. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for each and every single person that's watching, that's tuning in, that joined us for service today. I pray that you would increase faith, God, that we won't bow down. We won't sit down when the whole world is bowing down, worshiping fear, panic worshiping humanism, worshiping the negative news. God, but we'll stand up in faith to the God who is true, to the God that is real. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being with us. I pray that you, you bring peace to all of our homes. God, I pray you provide for each and every single person that's watching. Thank you that we're blessed to be a blessing. Thank you that our faith can be proclaimed. Thank you that in trouble we can see who's present. And thank you, God, that you're purifying us and you're burning stuff off our lives that we didn't even know was there. God, but we'll have freedom after this test, knowing that our only foundation, the only rock that which we stand is you, Jesus. We love you and we thank you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, somebody. We love you so, so much. We're glad that you tuned in to Calvary Church Online today. We miss you all so, so much, and hopefully soon we can see each other. I love being in the chats. I love talking with all of you, and so we'll stay in touch. Follow us at Calvary Miami on Instagram. We're doing a bunch of stuff, lives, and different things during the week. We love you so much. I pray that Daniel chapter 3 blessed your life. Come on, I hope it blessed you and your family. We love you, and we'll see you soon. Take care. God bless you. Hey, we really hope that today's message encouraged you. And if you made the decision to follow Jesus today, what we want you to do is send us a text message so that we can get a Bible your way. We want to bless your life as you start this new journey. And for the rest of us, we love you so much. And we're so grateful that you've spent this time with us, believing that this is going to be the best week. We love you.